Greetings, wise seekers of virtue. I, Benjamin Franklin, beckon you to join me on a voyage through the seas of wisdom, where we'll explore the timeless virtues of frugality, perseverance, and the alchemy of hard work. As I have often quipped, a penny saved is a penny earned. And in our expedition today, we'll unravel the secrets of careful stewardship from plow deep while sluggards sleep to the anvil of hard work. We'll forge the keys to success. I'm your humble guide, and this is a brief sojourn into the virtues that shape a life well lived. So tighten your belts and prepare for an enriching odyssey into the heart of wisdom. I am Ben Franklin, and let the alchemy begin. That's our pal Ben. I'm Curtis. My friend with me today is Joe, and we are Dudes in Progress. Hey, Joe. What's shaking, Ben? Hey, Kurt, that was awesome, man. Man, you're a you're a regular Ben Franklin role player here, man. That was great. Ben Franklin wannabe. Yeah. Yeah. Did you recognize that written in his tone? And yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Awesome, man. That's cool. So we're talking Ben Franklin today, huh? I am. It's really been something I'm looking at because of our interest into financial things and Benjamin Franklin spoke a lot about that, but it was also a little bit of my research into my family and realizing that my family goes back to Puritans that came here over in a boat from England being persecuted for their religious reasons and settled in Guilford, Connecticut. And also even on my mother's side, I realized they came in through Boston, same thing, Puritans. And that's what Benjamin Franklin was. I have a, a real fondness for our founding fathers, especially Ben Franklin. I know you I do, do too. too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a real, I have a probably a deeper fondness for Thomas Jefferson, but Franklin's right there, man. And uh, Franklin, John Adams, of course, George Washington. As I'm just thinking out loud here, Kurt, this would be a neat series, a series called The Wisdom Of, mm-hmm. and start off with Benjamin Franklin and we can move on to some other historic figures. I would love that. Uh, man, I was that, thinking the same I thing. Think that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I know you yeah. said it was even the last episode you talked about your fondness for Thomas Jefferson. And I'm going with my daughter, Lindsay, to New York City tomorrow. We're going to see a few shows. We're going to stay overnight. And I'm going to see Hamilton for the first time. So that was another motivating factor oh. for me to do this oh. research. And I think we'll have some fun. I'm going to put you on the spot, Joe. This is going to be a tough episode for you. But I know. Uh-oh. I'm confident, though. You're really good on your feet answering questions or coming up with fun stories and antidotes, just like kind of Ben Franklin would, I think. So I think you're the man for the job. I'm even better if we have a good editor. Yeah, that doesn't hurt either. I've got like 19 or 20 of his quotes, famous sayings, and I like to ponder them and use some questions to you. And I'll try to answer myself if I can. I just wrote this a few minutes ago these questions. So we'll see how it goes. Ready? At least you don't have the advantage, the deeper advantage of knowing them completely in advance, right? right. You know, you can look through them and let them rattle around your brain for a few minutes, but okay, let's do this, man. All right. Excited. Here's the first one. An investment in knowledge always pays the best interest. I really like that 
as we were talking about investments and financial strategies over the last few weeks. And Ben Franklin, born in Boston, actually his birthday is one day before me, January 17th, and although he was in 1706. He was born into a large Puritan family. His early life was marked by hardship. His formal education was limited, and his insatiable curiosity and love for reading paved the way for his future success. And I was thinking, Joe, with the birth of America that he was right in the middle of, something really changed in the world, his world, where someone from really poor beginnings, they could rise above poverty to wealth and status. He was going over to England trying to be the, the diplomat. I wonder what was going through his mind as he was hanging out with all the social lights and the royalty of his day over in England while America was brewing with this sense of new beginnings, freedom, and liberty. Yeah, he, he was of the oldest, if not the oldest, by a significant number of years of mm -hmm. the founding fathers. So he knew what it was like to be English. And, right. and he was fairly proud of that. He was very, fairly proud of serving under the king, and he was a patriot on the English side. So he was fairly proud of that. And you're right. He had a transition in his life. He recognized the liberties that a free America would bring mm -hmm. and the change in life that a free American America uh, would bring. And mm -hmm. I just love his story, man. I mm -hmm. love his story. I'm really specifically thinking of the opportunities that just weren't available to many cultures until America. You were born into wealth and privilege. You really couldn't climb that ladder, that caste system that was established. And that's why this statement, investment in knowledge always pays the best interest. You could start with nothing and become wealthy and, and prominent. And he was probably the most famous person of his day. Absolutely, across the world. Yeah. Across the Western world, we should say. Correct. He definitely was popular everywhere he went. And he was a bit of a bit of a scoundrel in some ways. <laughs> I don't know if we'll talk much about that. There's some truth probably to that. No, we're going we're no, to skip that part no, of history. He, little more than truth. He certainly had his... I wouldn't call it... Well, I mean, he, he certainly conquered, that's for sure. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He certainly had his way. But no it, doubt about that. Again, it just reminds me of the the opportunity that we have that a lot of people in his day weren't born with. So it's quite amazing what our country accomplished. That's a I love that. I love that that quote that you just said about the investment in knowledge. Because if you have a thousand dollars to spend, are you better off taking that thousand dollars and that's all you have is that thousand dollars? Are you taking off are you better off taking that thousand dollars? And putting it into some kind of investment account where it might end 10% interest or on a good day, right? Safe investment account or put it into the stock market or something like that. Or are you better off taking that $1,000 and buying some books on investment, mm -hmm. buying some books on risk adversity, buying some books on how to be a stronger thinker, a better thinker, buy some books on entrepreneurism. Mm -hmm. You can buy a lot of knowledge even today with $1,000, right? Yeah. You can buy a lot of knowledge. And think of think about the returns that would bring you, man. I I do like that quote. I do like that quote, and I love that mindset. I was watching a YouTube video, and I don't recall the fellow's name. First time I've seen this, and he was going through this four step ladder of wealth, where really that lower 
is that laborer. They've got to put in that hour of time and they're paid at a certain level, which you really can't rise above. But as you move up the ladder, you'll notice ideas and communication and knowledge, especially in the second even rung, where education plays a bigger role in your wealth steps. So yeah, influence, be able to speak and communicate was really at the top highest and ideas and imagination, I think was the word at the top rung. Yeah, he certainly had imagination. He certainly had a way of thinking. Yeah. That I think about Benjamin Franklin and I think about Michelangelo and mm. some of those other great thinkers throughout history. We are we are blessed to have had him as a founding father because he drove, he, he was a diplomat, he was an arbitrator, he was a negotiator. And I venture to say we wouldn't have the support of France in the, during the, Rev mm. or during the uh, Revolutionary War, had it not been for Benjamin Franklin mm -hmm. and the way he was yeah. able to manipulate the re his relationships mm -hmm. and, yeah. and use his popular, his, the leverage that his popularity gave him. Mm. So many accomplishments. You're right. Yeah. All right. Number two, energy and persistence conquer all things. Energy and persistence conquer all things. I think that is so true. So, Joe, here's my first question for you. Is there something right now you've got some energy behind and you're being persistent or maybe you're not being persistent? <laughs> there is. There's actually a couple things, Kurt, and I appreciate you asking. I hope you uh, you answer the same. Uh, two things, and I'm just a few days into it, about a week, but I've, I've, I can feel my mindset shift. Uh, despite being on a weight loss journey, when we actually first started this podcast and we both did very well, I fell off the wagon. I didn't only, I didn't only fall off the wagon. I rolled, I rolled hundreds of feet away from the wagon you know? <laughs> and got, got some, let some stress and some celebration and some stress and some celebration kind of get in the way and just completely let the idea of healthy eating go. Mm -hmm. But over the past week, I got on the scale. Didn't particularly like what I saw. Put my little plan together. I have a, I have a tracking sheet that I put together years ago that, that helps me when I go on these, this weight these weight loss journeys, and I'm happy to say that I do have some momentum. I've got some momentum and energy. I've almost complete. I've completely cut out sugar. I might have a. I've had a over the past week, but I've completely cut out sugar, and I can tell the difference. Uh, so I've cut out, I've got some energy behind it. I've got some momentum that I'm, I hesitate to even talk about it because <laughs> there's this mindset and I'm going to take a, a little bit of an aside here. There's this mindset that happens to some people that when they say something out loud, their mind somehow thinks that it's already done. And I think my mind is a little bit like that. So I hesitate to even talk about it until I've got some really good momentum. I'm only a weekend. So just. Hear what I would ask. I would ask you, Kurt, this, and I would ask, I ask the people out there. Don't tell anybody, okay? But I feel like I'm. I got some good momentum. All right, just it's just us. That's right. Uh, but also at work, at my job, I've got a win for the week that that I'll talk about. But I really feel like I've got some focus and energy and momentum. Uh, yeah. With my with That's my good. new job with my new old company. Good. Two good ones. I talked about when I got back from my vacation at Disney World that. I was going to get after my weight and I've done well and I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit stuck. So I got to keep, that's when you got to get that persistent 
and definitely energy keep it going. So I'm doing well there. And I have my renovation in the half bathroom. I get a little stuck and you got to get some more energy behind it, get some more learning and work at it and some more time. I'm going to have some time next week during the Thanksgiving break to work on that home improvement. I'm also working on personal finances and I've had some great wins in that space. So those were the three things I was going to get after, put some energy behind and stay persistent on them. And I really believe this. You don't need all the knowledge. You don't need to know everything. You don't have to be the perfect anything to say, I'm just going to tackle this and I'm going to be persistent and I'm going to conquer it. And that's better than college educations or anything else. You'll find a way if you're motivated enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you got to, you have to move forward. You have to move forward. Uh, you have to, the persistence and energy. And if you don't have energy, Make that part of your focus, right? Make yeah. that part of your the thing that you need to do to get energy. But energy and persistence, man, a lot can be wrapped up just in those two words. Yeah, I just talked to, we have a, a young person joining my team we met this week. We have a nice program at work called Heart Code, where they take people, it could be with a business experience, but they have an interest in technology. And they put them through, I think it's like a year program. They do a fantastic job of, hands-on learning, writing code and other things that they might be interested in related to technology. Of course, I went to the School of Hard Knocks, Joe. I didn't have that kind of program <laughs> where I worked, but I, and I, sometimes I felt guilty that I didn't have a formal degree in computer science. I've long shaked that, I've long shaked that off because. Oh yeah. And you'll hear some of these themes in Ben Franklin too coming up soon. All right. Honesty is the best policy. Joe, have you ever told a lie? Heck yeah, man. Are you a liar? Are you a sinner, Joe? And if I would say no, that'd be the lie, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go Jordan, ahead. Jordan Peterson's an author and speaker, really very popular right now. If you've not heard of him, check out his stuff. It's very uh, interesting guy. Uh, Jordan Peterson uh, says, always tell the truth or at least don't lie. Now, the, the difference between, the, there's a nuance there, right? Always tell the truth. You can talk to somebody and not necessarily tell them the truth, but also not lie to them. Okay. Right? <laughs> so that's true. You can be truthful with them, and but not just tell an out and out lie. Uh, I think lying really is, is something that cuts at our soul when we do it. I can get very philosophical here when it comes to honesty and being truthful. When you lie... That cuts at your integrity. It cuts at who you are. And when you lie to somebody, you are supporting the fact internally, you are supporting internally that you're not a person of integrity. And that will expand itself throughout your whole life. And it's lying is a problem. Hmm. And you're talking to a salesperson here who many sales fields, people look at they're automatically dishonest because you're a salesperson. The worst thing you can do if you're a salesperson is to be dishonest mm. or to skirt the truth or to even participate in significant hyperbole or puffery, as they call it. Uh, the, people will react better to you as a person, better to you as a business person, better to you as a human being if they know that what they see is what they get Yeah, and you play your cards face up. I, I agree. Too. I can't believe that. Liars get caught and they 
they are do. so perceptive of your integrity and, and your honesty. That was something my dad, if I were going to pick something that is really important to him, this is one. Boy, he hammered this one on me quite a bit. Great, re great reaction to that one, Joe. Now, have I ever lied? Have I ever blatantly lied? Have I ever lied purposefully? Have I ever lied with the intent to deceive? Yeah, I have. Mm. I've lied out of convenience. I've lied out of, because I wanted to avoid pain. And we all have, right? Yeah. And, or lied out of embarrassment. Sure. It's something, your integrity is something you don't get back, especially the integrity that you have internally. Mm. I'm not very good at anyways. Yeah. The constitution only gives people the right to pursue happiness. You have to catch it yourself. My question, Joe, is are we happy in the U.S.? How about you go first on that one? This is, it's, I've been read and I'm interested in this philosophy of happiness. And it's fascinating to, to me that in this country of such wealth and privilege, we're one of the most miserable group of people in the world. And yet we have this right through the Constitution. And such eloquently put from your dude, your guy, Thomas Jefferson, pursuit of happiness. Are we happy? I got to tell you, I don't think we are. And it's one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast. I want to talk about these topics, explore them, look for things that we feel will enrich our lives, make us happier, be prudent in what we're pursuing. So I don't think we are. So I'm trying to handle that in my, my own situation. I think the, the threshold for happiness has gone, has reached a point where we don't know what happiness is. We're complacent. Uh, happiness, we look at happiness as a struggle-free life. And we need tension in our life, man. Mm. We need something to strive for. Yeah. We need something to, we need friction mm -hmm. in our life. Yeah. I would say that we need friction in our life to be happy. Yeah, I agree with that. A challenge. And, and, if, and if life is so easy, if life is so easy, we're complacent. Yeah. I, I don't think we're happy. This is an area I I'm think really thinking of where we are, where I am in life, this idea of retirement. I'm contemplating it and what's going to be my way of life when I don't need that job or I'm in a place where I'm not going to be working. What am I going to pursue? Because I know I will lose my mind if I don't have a challenge and things to keep me interested. I don't, I don't even want to say busy. I don't want to be busy. I, wa I want to be challenged. I want to be helpful and have a purpose. Right. So my, I want to, like you said to me one time, that t-shirt, I want to be sliding into the grave head first. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wheels are squealing. That's it, Joe. <laughs> All right. On frugality, beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink a great ship. Oh boy. Oh, that is beautiful. Have you not I, heard that one? I love that. A small leak will sink a great ship. Oh yeah. We've been talking ask, about ask, this. Ask the Titanic, right? <laughs> yeah. So and, true. That, and that wasn't necessarily a small leak. It was a gash, yeah. but compared to the boat, compared yeah. to what it was supposed to do. I know. Uh, it, Unsinkable. It, it should have been ins insignificant, right? I know. 
But there's so much creep in our lives, especially in when we spend money. And that's why we have to, there, there's, a, there's a Christian saying that you hear a lot in church and a lot in the Christian circles when, they, when, the, when the, the pastor has that week or two when the budget's getting ready to be made and he has to have his talk about money and tithing and giving and all that stuff. This is so true. You can tell a person's heart by looking at their checkbook. Mm -hmm. You can tell where their heart is by looking at where they spend their money. Mm -hmm. And What's we can let, yeah, we can let creep get into our lives. And on a small scale, it, it, it's not going to sink my ship, but we've talked about this before. I cut the cord on cable years ago, mm -hmm. easily 20 years ago. I, I was an early adopter to the streaming services. I think when I cut cable, it was probably $65 a month, all right, for yeah. cable. I did the math, Kurt, and I'm spending about that much right now on streaming services. Mm -hmm. Because we buy a little bit here, we buy a little bit there. I know. Think about the... the creep, we, yeah. We, yeah, expense we, uh, creep. <laughs> yeah, expense creep. And you, you get Netflix, and then you get Hulu, and then I you know. get... There's a show Amazon that I want to see. And then, I know. Yeah, there's a show I want to see. And then it's too inconvenient to cancel because you can't. You have to go into your account yeah. and cancel it and it all is. that other stuff. Yeah. And think about the little, <laughs> the little subscriptions that you're a member to now. Right. That you pay $5 here or $2 there or $8 there, and it all creeps up. And before you know it, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month are going out of your pocketbook. And... To many people, hundreds of dollars a month will sink a ship. And that, that can scale, man. That can scale to thousands of dollars a month, depending on what you're spending your money on. If you're spending your money on a country club, and then you're spending all your money on a car payment, then you're spending money. Then it comes to thousands of dollars. And that, that can sink your ship. You answered my question before I even asked it, Joe. I, I'm sorry. I told you you were good. Question? Is there an expense you could get rid of? Mm. You're always talking I can about think this. of a lot. Yeah. I not only the the whole streaming services thing, but I can think of a lot and I live pretty frugally. I know. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. I didn't even know that was Ben Franklin. I've heard that lots of times before. Yeah. There's a lot of iterations of that. I I'm not sure it's Benjamin Franklin, but let's assume it is. I can definitely see that as a Franklinism. Looks recognizable. That's his tone for sure. His whimsical way. Right. We must indeed all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that was not just a funny little quirky <laughs> statement. That's that right. was his, that's the reality of what his they day. were doing. That's right. Creating this country. The revolution. Uh, if they didn't, if so they true. didn't stay together, if anybody yeah. broke ranks, and yeah. isn't it amazing how there, there was a, I guess you could tell a couple stories, but for the most part, not a single founding father broke ranks. And they all throughout the country, throughout the states, throughout the colonies, they all pushed in the right direction. Now there was different, differing opinions. Oh, Hamilton yeah. definitely thought differently than Jefferson and Jefferson thought differently than Franklin and Jefferson had his differences even with George Washington. But no. wow. Up until the end, Joe, right near the end, there was no, it was almost close. They were all going to hang. It was not. And they would have. Yeah. They absolutely. would have. Oh, absolutely. If they didn't, if they didn't stick together. Now, Nathan Hale hung. Uh, hung. Yeah. Uh, on a practical level, there's always strength in numbers, man. Yeah. Make your, make yourself a part of a team. Yeah. Make yourself a part of a, a group. He, what does, what is that group that Benjamin Franklin created? Oh, Junto. Was that it? I don't know. 
Junto. I think it was like an even like an early version of a mastermind. Yeah. Uh, where he pulled people together. Yeah. And yeah, I'll go ahead. We'll probably have maybe to one of the reasons why I'm so fond. Maybe one of the reasons I'm so fond of Benjamin Franklin is I think I share this. I've always been diplomatic. I look at both sides and I don't really, I have my strong opinions, but there's not usually a hill I'm going to die on. I'd rather work as a team and come to a consensus. I'm one of those type of people. Yeah. Boy, and watching the news and the current divide in this country really upsets me in a, in a lot of ways. So I, I got to not watch sometimes because we're so split. And I, and I do feel this. This is something we really got to be careful of. All this infighting, it could be our downfall, Paul. So got to be careful. This is great advice. Definitely. Well done is better than well said. Is there something you've been talking about doing for a while, but not started, Joe? Man, it's all about action, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It is all about, it is all about taking action. And there's, gosh, there's, there's a lot in my, there's a lot in my life that I say I'm going to do. I, I think, I really think if this is timely for me, Kurt, that in thinking this way, a couple, for a couple different reasons. Number one, our recent episodes on finances and on money and so forth. I've talked a lot about, okay, I, where am I going to put my money? What am I going to do? How do I get over some of the, the risk adverse nature that I have at some levels? I'm going to, I'm going to couple a couple a few of these quotes together. Number one, this one, yeah. well done is better than well said. And the one where he's, he talks about the best investment is in knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I have to say, I have to put together a plan that, that, that says, okay, let's take a hard look of where you've invested your money right now. And let's read up on some of the best plans that you can and then take action. And I think the best way to do that is just to put a limit on that. Say for the, I'm going to take between now and the end of the year yep. to really investigate and research. And at the end of the year, I'm going to make some dramatic moves and just to see what happens mm-hmm. and see what happens. Because as a wise man once said, well done is better than well said, right? <laughs> yeah. Failing to prepare. You are preparing to fail. There's another one right along the same thought. Yep. Early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Of course, we've said that in our quotes. And I was just wondering, Joe, we talked about sleep. Are you getting enough sleep? I, I I am not getting enough sleep. Am I still early to bed and early to rise? Yes. <laughs> uh, but I do have to, I, I have to look into this. Read my mail out loud a little bit here. <laughs> uh, if you ever, if, if you ever want to get a hold of me, you can text me or call me about three o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. Or two th- or 2.30 in the morning. Are you in because- that pattern? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm waking up at 2.30 in the morning, 2 o'clock. I was doing that for a while. Wow. And I'm wide awake. But the problem is I can't get up. I can't start my day that early. Because if I start my day that early, I'm going to peter out about 4 (laughs) o'clock and just be worthless. And we would have never been able to have done this podcast. But this is something I have to get a handle on. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a, a believer in early to bed, early to rise. I think you can be so much more productive. I think you can be happier. I think you can be uh, better for the people. It's better for the people around you if you're yeah. if you go to bed early and get up early. You know that neuroscientist you and I both watched on YouTube. I can't recall her name. Maybe you remember. 
Mm-hmm. I was watching her a little bit last night and she was reiterating the science behind sleeping. Just, yeah, the more they look into it, the more importance we seem to find in getting good sleep. I just listened to a Joe Rogan episode that had a really good guest. And this, and I can't remember his name. That's how, that's what kind of an impact he made on me. (laughs) I can't even remember his name, but he had a really good guest and he talked, they talked for two hours Mm. on, on sleep and getting sleep and how to get sleep and why to get sleep and all of that stuff. And his name is Matthew Walker, uh, Matthew Walker. So if you get a chance to listen to Joe Rogan and I, as we were talking here, I, I looked it up. It's Joe Rogan episode 1109, Matthew Walker. And he, they really do a deep dive into sleep. They spend about two hours talking about it. (laughs) And it's funny. He said that that two hour talk that he gave on Joe Rogan is probably more sleep education than doctors get in their whole medical training. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Yeah. Very interesting. He talked, he he talked about, and we did a whole episode on sleep a a while back, didn't we? Yeah, we could probably do another one or two on that. Uh, it, sleep is, I would guess, I would venture to say that sleep, getting a good night's sleep, is the number one personal development activity that you can do. It's the number one personal development thing that you can do. That's a strong statement, but I think you could back it up if we spent more time on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two more, Joe, and then we'll move on. I've got more. Maybe I'll interject. Maybe we'll do some more of these in weeks to come. I'm not sure why I put this one in here just for fun. Fish and visitors stink in three days. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes. Really? Do you agree with that one? <laughs> I can't agree more. <laughs> I have to really love somebody in order for them to stay at my house more than one night. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I really have to love them. And even the people that I love a lot, I'm like, hey, you know what? You can just get money for a hotel. Of course, the movie. Christmas vacation will be playing on our televisions quite a bit in, during the holiday season. And that, nothing is more true than fish and visitors stink in three days from that movie. Right. Now, listen, if, if somebody needs help in your life and they need to stay longer than three days, my gosh, it better be a darn good reason. That's all I've got to say. This uh, saying reminds readers of the limitation of hospitality. Yeah. I don't know. It just made me, I just like that. That was funny. And I have my limits. All right, the last one for now. There are three faithful friends, an old wife, an old dog, and ready money. Oh, yes. <laughs> Does that yes. fit what we were talking about? Yes. Last episode or does. what? It does. And my question an for you wife, is. An old dog, and ready money. My question for you, Joe, like, should I ask you, are you going to keep your old wife? And are you getting a new dog? My dog died you know, I know. a few months back and it was sad. It was really it's was sad. hard. I know. I don't think we're going to get a new dog for no. a while. Okay. For quite a while. Okay. It's a, I understand. I, I, for a couple of different reasons. I don't, I just, I don't want to replace, I don't want to just replace the old dog. I don't yeah. want to replace Annie. Yeah. But also we're into a different lifestyle now. Yeah. We're, we're beyond that. We, I liked having dogs when the kids were here because. The kids got to play with the dog and the kids wrestled with the dog and all that. But now that we don't have to kind of mess with it, it is nice. It is nice. Yes. I'll keep my wife. All right. (laughs) And I will not get a new dog. And we talked a lot about emergency funds and ready money. Right. right? Man, with that, that emergency fund, 
honest to God, man, that, that emergency fund looks very attractive. It's a really good friend to you yeah. when, when you have a, when you have a crisis on your hands and you need cash right now. Yeah. This one underscores the value of enduring relationships and financial stability. So there you go, Joe, some whimsical advice and wisdom from our pal, old Ben Franklin. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Ben Franklin's a, a great founding father. Well, I challenge uh, you to find the same kind of thing. Do it any way you want to do it, but I'd love to hear more about Thomas Jefferson. I, I love our founding fathers. And I'm going to have a good time in New York City seeing awesome. Hamilton and a couple other shows this week. Here's a little fun fact about Benjamin Franklin as we're yeah. talking about money. He gave a thousand pounds each to the cities of Boston and Philadelphia in his will. Okay. And they did nothing with it. It just sat there. Hmm. They did nothing with it. And it, I, I don't think the money was touched for a hundred years. No kidding. Or so. And it grew to be worth millions. Wow. Yeah. And they used it for education and projects and stuff like that. Yeah. He definitely That's did things huh? for his community. For sure. We're yeah. actually going to leave you with this poem I wrote. Are you ready? A poem Again. you wrote. Yeah, in, oh, the, in the spirit awesome. of Ben Franklin. Man. Man, Ready? This is, this is great. In thrifty toil and wise expense lies the secret of wealth immense. A penny spared, a fortune made, in prudent choices, foundations laid. Beware the lure of lavish ways, that fleeting joy a debt repays. For every coin spent with no gain diminishes the frugal's gain. In industry and mindful art resides the wealth that fills the heart. Let money serve a noble quest to help the needy and invest. So let us heed this ageless truth from Franklin's wisdom gleaned forsooth. In every coin, a choice we find to build a future just in kind. You missed your calling, my friend. And plus, that I had some help awesome. from ChatGPT. A little <laughs> hint there. That's funny. <laughs> if I'm being honest. That's funny. What's your win yep, for the honesty, week, Joe? I presented a large, this week at work, I presented a large package to a, a customer. And we've been working on this for quite a while and building that, rebuilding that relationship. And this is, when I say large, very significant. Uh, and just this morning, I received an agreement in principle from them. Nice. There's a couple little things that we have to work out, but we will definitely work those out. I've been down that path before. It's 100% done. A big deal. A big deal yeah, for it's Joe. It's a huge deal. It's a huge it. deal. Yeah. And yeah, very so happy, good for very you. pleased on this Friday. That is a good way to go into the holiday. You taking some time off next week? Just Friday. Uh, I'm oh, working okay. through. I'm working through. Oh, uh, you got a big Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. And then let's see. Yeah, I'm working through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I am uh, traveling to California the first week of December, traveling to England the second week of December, and then I'm off off work completely, not, I'm never off work completely. And maybe you and I can have a conversation about that, but I'm off work 95% of the way okay. from the 16th to the second. Awesome. My win for the week is I made a couple of really delicious, inexpensive meals that were easy to do. Got a chili going with a pound of hamburger I got for $5 and I had some kielbasa and sauerkraut I had in the house. And made enough for the whole week. And as soon as we're done with this episode, we're doing it on an early Friday afternoon. I'm going to eat some of my kielbasa and sauerkraut. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I always like a good dish, right? Yeah, and it's 
I'll just say it's re related to my resource tip or hack. I bought a crock pot at Walmart for thirty dollars. Nice. The Black Friday specials are out there already before Black Friday. If you notice that, and I've been wanting a big crock pot. We didn't have really a good sized one, and I went out there. I just had a motivated one morning, early in the morning. Went no one was shopping. Got that and picked up the meat. And early in the morning, within a half hour, I got that cooking all day while I'm working. And then when I get done with work, it's done. So cheap, easy, and delicious. Oh, man, it sounds good. I love kielbasa. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward. I, I put some posts out in my Facebook and also at work asking for people who have some of their favorite recipes. They're easy to do. Just pop it in the crock pot, let it go all day, and it's a great thing. In the winter especially, because I'm not going to be outside grilling. Yeah. I, I love crock pot meals. I love them. I, I love the, I love it on Sunday. I like throwing a bunch of hamburger and spices yeah. into the crock pot for chili. You start it off before you go to church in the morning. It's sitting there all day. And by the time the Bengals play, it's <laughs> done and ready. Yeah. Mm, I do. I like crock pot cooking a lot. I'm going to do something tomorrow. I'm sorry about your Bengals, dude. Last night. I'm not talking about it. Let's not talk about. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't play Joe Burrow. Let's just leave it at that. On my fantasy football yeah. team. Mm, mm. All right. What's Rough your quote times. for the week? Oh, I don't. I, I have a resource. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped hear your resource. <laughs> I'm moving right along. Your resource was the crock Keep pot. Keep up with me, you Joe. Know? Pretty excited about the crock pot. <laughs> my, my resource is a little whimsical. All right. I'm a music fan. I, I'm a rock and roll fan. I like 70s rock. I love 80s rock. I like heavy metal. I'm just a rock and roll fan. While I thought this album was going to be just a gimmick and just goofy dolly parton's new album rockstar is awesome really and i would really recommend you guys pick this up she does a duet with rob halford from judas priest she she sings with elton john yeah uh she sings she sings with chris stapleton night moves by bob seger yeah uh joan jett she does a duet heartbreaker with Pat Benatar that is off the charts good. Steve Perry's open arms. I listened to this most of the day for most of the day today in the background. And it is fantastic. Free Bird. She does a version of Free Bird that is haunting, man. Haunting. Wow. And when I first heard about, first of all, I love Dolly Porton. I think she's a national treasure. She does amazing things. Uh, she's got this book club that gives free books to kids. And she's just, yeah, you can't not like Dolly, right? Everybody loves but Dolly Parton. She, yeah, this album is legit, man. It's a legitimate rock album with the tone, tenor, and feel of Dolly Parton, but it's really good. I love this. I'm seriously going to check this out. I'm a big fan of rock music. I'm a fan of hers. Boy, one of my favorite songs of all time is I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton, written by Dolly Parton. It's the greatest love song ever, man. Yeah. It's the it's, greatest love song ever. Man, it's powerful. Of course, Whitney Houston right. revived it, but it, both versions, uh, yeah, just stunning. Well, Whitney Houston just took it off the charts. I mean, yeah. the, the most, probably one of the top three powerful voices in music history is right. Whitney Houston. And that song is just unbelievable. I love it. For yeah, sure. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Love Dolly Parton. Uh, I can't wait to check out all these guest stars. Did she do a Queen song too? Was yeah. Which which one? Uh, she it's it's um. We will rock oh, you. The, 
No, it's it's uh, we oh, are the champions. Mean, we are the champions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we are the champions. I mean, it is. Wow. Uh, it's, I think no, she did. It's both. We are the champions, and we will rock you. It's both yeah. of them together. Yeah. It, do you remember rock and roll radio from the seventies and eighties? And whenever they would do "We Will Rock You," they would play "We Are the Champions" immediately after that. That's right. That's the way our radio stations did here in Cincinnati. So they were all combined. So it's combined. I'm yeah. not sure I heard that yet because I've been listening. I've listened about eighty percent of it, but that's one that I've not heard yet. But it's legitimate, Kurt. I thought it was going to be gimmicky and cute mm-hmm. and funny, and it's a legitimate rock and roll album with Dolly's feel and her tone and her tenor. Yeah. Um, wow. It's not a joke at all, man. It's good. I'm going to be on the train for an hour and a half. I am going to check that out on my way to New York tomorrow. Thank you for that. Her version of Open Arms with Steve Perry. Uh, Steve Perry's in it? it, it yeah. That's cool. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Her, nice. Open Arms with Steve Perry, which is, of course, a, a great journey song. Yeah. May bring tears to your eyes. It's beautiful. Wow. It is just a beautiful, tender, heartfelt song. You just made me think of something related but not but i saw lover boy play with journey warming them up years ago and i just heard sammy hagar and michael anthony from van yeah. halen are going out on tour and also jason bonham on drums and joe satriani on guitar doing van halen favorites on tour and matter of fact they went on sale today for our bridgeport venue that we've been to so i'll tell you i would love to see that show yeah. yeah yeah what's the uh, what's the name of that tour it's a play on the first van halen tour both best of both um, worlds yeah i think it's something like the that. best of all worlds or something best, like yeah. that best of all worlds or yeah it's a pretty exciting tour now i'm a david lee roth fan if i had to choose between sammy hagar mm. but sammy hagar is a, a uh superstar in his own right yeah he'll be fine yeah, <laughs> yeah. he'll be fine <laughs> the you'd enjoy yourself the, to have Michael Anthony there right. is is, is yeah. pretty cool. I yeah. think it'll be a fantastic show. People will really enjoy it. All right, Joe, what's your quote for the week? This comes from Thomas Jefferson. He snatched the lightning from the sky and the scepter from tyrants. That's Thomas Jefferson on Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> You're so good. That was, that's a great quote. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? I just... You see, the visual of that is just amazing. He snatched the lightning from the sky and the scepter from tyrants. Wow. They must have had a really mutual appreciation of each other. They did. Then that, that, yeah. that quote, he couldn't have said that without having a great admiration for Ben Franklin. And right. boy, he summed it up pretty well. Of course, Thomas Jefferson, I'm sure if you go into his history, amazing writer and purveyor of thoughts. So that's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. I never heard that. Maybe when we talk about Thomas Jefferson, I'll tell you something that I did with ChatGPT. Yeah. About Thomas Jefferson. And let's just count on next week's episode. Uh, we'll do a we'll do a wisdom, another wisdom of episode. I love and it. I'll, and I'll pull out some stuff about Thomas Jefferson. I hope you do, because I want to know. I'm going to see Hamilton. They're a little bit. They're at odds. They're... <laughs> <laughs> the guy playing, at least on the television version. It's a little off, but I don't know. They're just having fun. All right. My quote for the week is, tell me I forget, teach me, I may remember, involve me, and I learn. Ben Franklin. And I think that's something I try to do when I'm working with people. I do a lot of mentoring in technology in my job. And 
I'm not talking to them. I really want them to get their hands on the keyboard. I want them to do it because you can't learn anything unless you do it. That's my, and even if you're in projects, involve people in the decisions, involve them coming up with the answers, let them figure it out for themselves and they'll own it and they'll be a much easier project to accomplish and get to your goals. Yeah. Great wisdom from Ben Franklin today. Kurt, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you doing this show on Benjamin Franklin and setting the stage and priming the pump for a series that I'm really excited for. Yeah. Uh, to do these wisdom of, and I really look forward to hearing about Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and Martin Luther King hmm. and all these historic figures that we can learn from. Absolutely. Uh, I really look forward to this series. I do. And we just Thanks, Joe. We called an audible and made it up on the fly that <laughs> this is something we want to do. So thanks for priming the prompt on that. Kurt, I, I really appreciate it, man. And uh, do what you do and take us out. So our website is dudesinprogress.com, dudesinprogress.com. And if you want to get in touch with us, it's simple. Just go to dudes at dudesinprogress.com. Ask us any question you want. Give us ideas about a show. If you have a founding father or some historic figure that you think you have a certain affinity for and you can bring, you can bring to the conversation, we would love to have you on to talk about whoever it might be. As long as it's, I not, got someone as long in as mind. it's not Charles Manson or Adolf Hitler. <laughs> I know someone in our audience who could do that very well. Yeah, I do too. I do too. He has to be, he just has to raise his hand and volunteer. That's right. So yeah, dudes in progress, dudes at dudesinprogress.com. Dudes at dudesinprogress.com is our email address. And as we leave Kurt, I know Benjamin Franklin didn't say it, but I'm sure he would have progress is better than perfection. So let's keep moving forward. You know, he was just one of these guys who was, even in his old age, was working to improve himself right to the end. So we'll try to do the same next week, Joe. We sure will. Take care, my friend. Mm -hmm.